Good afternoon, Wildcats. It is currently 4.03. We're a little late today and a hot 90 degrees on this Monday, April 16th here in Tucson, Arizona. Welcome to Brody and Eric's Super Sports Radio Show here on 1570 AM Camp Student Radio. And also a big welcome to those listening now on Apple Podcasts. Uh, welcome to the show. I am your host, Brody Dryden, here alongside my replacement for Eric Wong for the, the evening, uh, Ben Grimm. How are you doing, Ben? I'm Why'm, doing great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Give, give us a little elevator pitch. Uh, I'm Ben Grimm. Uh, I'm a political science major, and I'm a... Uh, self-proclaimed connoisseur when it comes to sports talk so great really yeah. excited to be here yeah that's exactly that's exactly what we needed as a uh, quick replacement for um eric wong for the week um but yeah let's let's dive into uh, some topics right now some some current uh sports news what's going on right now we got nba playoffs going on that's kind of kind of the big uh, the the kind of big thing big thing going down. Uh, let let let's let's dissect let's dissect the the NBA playoffs and and what's going going down. We'll start with the East, the number one seed, the you know the the big the big boys, Toronto Raptors. They're, oh, love them! You gotta love the Toronto Raptors. Those are my guys. Um, they they are taking on the Wizards. They've already played the first game. They've already played the first game, and they won 114 to 106. You know, you couldn't expect uh, much less from Toronto, you know, because um, they, they've been rolling all season. DeMar and Kyle Lowry, you know, the, their team hasn't changed much. You know, you see you see teams at number one, the number one seed in the past, and you think, oh, man, they made that really big trade. They made that really big change. But, you know, they've been rolling with the same team for a while now, secured that number one spot. You know, they, they were expected to have a good season as always, but you love you love to see them. Oh, you love to see them. Oh, yeah, you do. Um, You know, g- g- give me your expectations, Ben. You know, we, we haven't – you didn't get those, uh, you know, preseason predictions like, um, like Eric did. What, what did you think the Toronto Raptors would be doing before the season, and how have they either met them or, uh, you know, not, not or surpassed them since um, the season's ended? You know, I uh, I couldn't agree more when uh, when it comes to you saying that they've stuck with the same team, and uh, basically they've they realize what they have. Mm-hmm. And they realize that's good for the East. The East isn't the best conference. Obviously, there's heavy hitters in the West. And so they realize that, and they sort of pick up guys that are sort of low-key dudes, yeah. sort of help out on the back end when you have DeMar and Ky- uh, Kyle Lowry going yeah. going off during the season. For sure. What I didn't expect is for them to win 60 games. They won 59, but technically they won 60 games this year, which is uh, shocking for me. Especially- franchise record. It's a franchise record. Is it really? Oh, yeah. I did not know that, yeah. but... Anyways, they they <laughs> they really went in, and I sh- I sort of assumed this would happen with the Kyrie going to Boston thing, the whole disbandment of the Cavaliers. Yeah. But I didn't expect them to explode like they did, mm-hmm. at least at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Towards the end, they went on a nice little hot run. They were winning loads of games, and so I sort of like expect that they are going to continue this sort of hot streak into the playoffs like they have in their first game. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, the Wizards aren't that bad of a team. They have Bradley Beal. I mean, John Wall is out, right? Yeah, I think so. Or he might have just come back. I think he might. Who actually, knows? Either way. Who knows? Either anyway, way. <laughs> they don't have as big of like heavy hitters besides John Wall and Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. When you have like DeMar, Rose, DeMar DeRozan, like yeah. he's just – 
He's a clutch guy. Yeah, he's a clutch guy. I, I I couldn't agree more. You know, I the Wizards did put up a good fight. You know, it was one fourteen to one oh six. Kept it within ten. Uh, Definitely got to give him a respectable um, nod. You know, as being the eighth seed, not being favored whatsoever. But you know, they they kind of do have very similar teams because Bradley Beal and John Wall. Um, you know, the same positions as Demar and Definitely. Kyle Lowry. So it's like they're they're running with that si- same dynamic. Uh, got that Martin Gortat kind of similar to oh, Jonas yeah. Valenciunas, you know, the, the big, low-key kind of good uh, centers. That sort are, of tweener players. Yeah. They, yeah. they do their job. Exactly, but... yeah. Like, like you said, that support for the stars. Definitely. You know? um, so I think this will actually be an interesting series. You know, I, I got a root for the Raptors. I, they're obviously the number one seed. I'm, I'm sure they'll make it through. But I could see the Wizards, you know, getting a game, maybe, maybe even game two. I can see them getting a couple of games in this yeah. series. Yeah. I don't think the Raptors are as legit as people think they oh. are. I think they're going to advance this next into the next series, but after that, it sort of gets harder for them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they don't have as much depth for a championship team, mm-hmm. but I feel like they have enough to get past the Wizards, obviously, maybe get past round two. But after that, they sort of just tail off when it comes to talent, and they start facing teams with heavy hitters. Okay. So do you see a team like the Cavs, even, you know, seeing their struggles now, you know, jumping to their game against Indiana, was that five versus four seed? And the, the, the Pacers, you know, upset them. That was the only upset in the East. It was the... Uh, five against the four, they they kind of romped on the Cavs at home. Um, they really did. Yeah, it was ninety-eight to eighty. Um, people are literally questioning LeBron's future with. They uh, were booing him. Yeah, they were. They were. Re- it was. It was rough for LeBron. Rough night. Um. So, but but you still see, you know, say the Cavaliers advance, say they come back and um, you know, win like they're expected to. Do you, do you see them or even Indiana um taking the taking the cake against Toronto? Um, I could see both these teams taking the cake against Toronto because mm-hmm. Oladipo has really stepped up this year. Yeah. And I did not expect that at all, but he proves that he is a legitimate star. Mm-hmm. And I don't think many people predicted that. And I feel like he's really putting on a show, especially in the back half after the All-Star game. Oh, I mean, yeah. he wore the Black Panther mask, oh, so yeah. he's, he's Wakanda forever. <laughs> but... I feel like he's a stud. Uh-huh. I mean, you got Lance Stevenson still, Being still Lance clowning, Stevenson. still clowning oh with LeBron. God. I really ridiculous. Just some great banter from yeah. Lance. Oh yeah, of course you you love you love to see it, but you hate to see it with Lance. Stevenson. You hate to see it for LeBron. Yeah. Big thumbs up for Lance. Big thumbs down for LeBron. Okay, yeah, because I I enjoy the Lance Stevenson drama. You know, it, I love it. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, it adds a, another little aspect to him. Just I don't know if you saw the highlight of him. Um, uh, blocking the, I, I think it was, it might have been, no, he wouldn't have blocked LeBron. It was somebody on the Cavs. No, he dunked over someone. I think he dunked over, not over LeBron, but it was like next to LeBron okay. in game one. Okay, yeah. And I, I think there was, there was another like separate instance. He he blocked somebody in it. You know, he was celebrating the block. He, he cleaned it off the backboard and it, oh, it and then went they straight. Yeah, they yeah. went straight to an, the next guy. It was the most Lance Stevenson uh, thing you could you could ever see but uh flipping back to uh Victor Oladipo if we remember before the season when the biggest trades was um him for Paul George and people thought man Indiana just got totally yeah. shafted and it was like the worst trade ever um but now looking at it um Thunder it's, t- it's turning out better for the for the Pacers mm-hmm. I mean yeah playoff P is putting on a little show yeah but they, the Thunder is still another story. We'll get to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Oladipo has really just popped off. Oh, yeah. And I feel like the Pacers didn't get shafted at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're proving it in the series. Yeah, for sure. I, I couldn't agree more. And 
I, I, I'm proud of Victor Oladipo because I think ever since he was at Indiana, obviously he was like a superstar. It's kind of different in the college basketball dynamic. But I, I don't – even though he was a pretty high draft pick, I don't think he had these high expectations that now, yeah. now we're still talking about him. He's obviously made such an impact for that uh, Indiana Pacers squad. You know, I think, you know, just uh, looking to the future a little bit, him and Miles Turner as that dynamic duo, if they could put a couple more, like, supporting pieces – you know, in there, get, get you know, the right uh, guys in Indiana. I could see them being, you know, what the, the Raptors are right now, that number Definitely. one seed, you know, not a for-sure championship, but at least obviously putting them in uh, contention up there. Um, but anyways, we will move right down to the Celtics against the Bucks. This was one of the more exciting games of um, the NBA playoffs, uh, game one. Uh, the Celtics took the cake, 113-107, to but this was an overtime game. You know, um, the Boston Celtics, a lot of people uh, have been doubting, um, you know, not how to have as high expectations because obviously Kyrie, Kyrie Irving, their star player is out for the season. Gordon Hayward, obviously out game one. And, you know, people were thinking he might be back and he obviously isn't. And um, even if Gordon Hayward were back, it would be a, such a strange dynamic, just yeah. kind of throwing him into that that lineup where they they weren't expecting him or they haven't used him all season. Um, So they barely pulled it out against um, the Milwaukee Bucks, that young athletic squad uh, led by Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, Ben, I I just kind of want to hear your your thoughts of this this game, you know, how it ran into overtime and also, you know, your predictions for how it's going to turn out um, by by the end of the series. Um, I thought this game was a typical, like, dramatic playoff game. Yeah. I don't think it shows who's the better team in this series. I think it was so crazy that either team could have walked out with a dub. Definitely. And I feel like this the series is going to settle down. You're going to have Giannis and then Bledsoe sort of take over for the Bucks, and sort of just, like, overpower the Celtics because they're lacking guys. I mean, mm-hmm. as you said, Kyrie's out now, and he's, like, their star player. He's their guy. And so you have to rely on people like Al Horford to lead your team. Yeah. Which, like, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. He's a great guy to have in your roster. Yeah. But he's not a leader. He's not a star. Well, he's technically, like, a respectable leader. Mm-hmm. You sort of, like, see him play, and you're like, he's a dope yeah. boy. Locker room leader. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you, you just, like, don't have guys like that taking you deep into the playoffs, taking you to a playoff series win, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I feel like the Bucks are going to settle down, the series is going to settle down, and they'll sort of take this one, move on to the second round. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I could totally see that happening. Um, I, I, I see Al Horford. I, I feel you on that because, you know, he's been that leader, you know, on the Hawks. He's He's been bouncing around the league, and, you know, he's probably had – he probably has a lot more respect um, than, you know, most guys in the playoffs right now. He's one of the uh, more veteran players. And, you know, I, I could see him kind of leading that, that young team, you know, with uh, Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum, you know, him being that, you know, off-putting. If there wasn't an Al Horford there and it was just some other, you know, sort of good center, it would be a completely different dynamic. But I could see the Celtics, you know, clutching out. But it's going to be a grind because Giannis is going to bring it every night. He's obviously hungry. It wasn't an easy win um, by any means. Uh, Thon Maker, I, you know, he, he's kind of my guy. I think Thon Maker is like – he he could be an all-star within two years. I'm, I'm really? saying, yeah, he hasn't blossomed quite yet. He obviously hasn't um, 
reached as high expectations as some people gave him just because he, the, the length and athleticism that he came into the league with. But Thon Maker, I'm, I'm saying maybe this playoff experience um, could, could kind of show him, give him that fire to, you know, work a little harder and, and get him to that next level that, you know, I personally could definitely uh, see him falling into. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to the rest of the, this matchup. I think the Bucks could clutch. I'm gonna say this is a seven game series. I agree. Yeah, yeah. but I'm I'm gonna give it to the Celtics. They'll they'll I really I, yeah I say they'll round it out. Um, you know Kyrie is um still their leader and he's not he's not gone. You know he's still yeah, he's, he's still there for he's him. He's still a presence. Yeah, he's still he's still a presence. Brad Stevens obviously a um, candidate for Coach of the Year with all that he's done, all he's dealt with. Um, this is just you know another speed bump in the road. We'll we'll hop onto that for a second, Ben. Do you think say um the Celtics lose this series do you think brad stevens should still be heavily considered for coach of the year or win at at all um i think he should be considered for sure Mm -hmm. i personally agree with you Mm -hmm. i feel like he should win just because of the adversary that adversity that he's faced Mm -hmm. i mean when you have one of your superstars that you pick up in the offseason go down game one Mm -hmm. and sort of you have to go from there that's all in coaching yeah that's not the player like obviously the players do the heavy load and they sort of they obviously play the games yeah but you need a leader a leadership role to help guide those guys to where they are today most definitely and then when you have your superstar go down before the playoffs if they especially get this series win i feel like you should win coach of the year yeah i i couldn't i couldn't agree more as um our, our regular listeners know I, I my choice has been Quinn Snyder uh, from the Utah Jazz just because, you know, they've um, j- just the expectations they've uh, defied. You know, I think their power ranking was 29th preseason mm-hmm. uh, with Rudy Gobert kind of leading them. They didn't think he could, you know, just as a, almost a pure defensive uh, presence kind of lead that team. But obviously Donovan Mitchell, a, a candidate for rookie of the year, um, you know, and Lou, he's, he's really led them um, as, as a young guy. And, you know, the other reason they had such low expectations was losing Gordon Hayward, who was kind of their, their cornerstone, their superstar of the past few years. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of I'm going to make the, the, the transition right now. Uh, like, like you said, from Quinn Snyder being my, my pick for coach of the year, I'll throw him to second. Uh, Brad Stevens, if they win this uh, series, he, he – even if they don't make it past the second round, Brad Stevens would uh, undoubtedly be uh, my pick for Coach of the Year. And Eric Wong always makes a good point that Dwayne Casey, even you know, the coach of the Toronto Raptors, just how much they've um, stayed consistent, you know, with their players, um, but improved without you know just kind of creating a, a super team um, yeah. that would inevitably win either way. Dwayne Casey would definitely be in consideration um, for sure. Uh, we'll move on to uh, the 76ers game, though. Uh, the 76ers took on the Miami Heat, kind of laid a beat, beating on them, uh, got the win 130-103. to 103. Um, You know, this is the, the battle of um, masked Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. You know, the, the process is, is truly coming out. This is their first playoff appearance for I don't know how many years, and they're, they're taking on, you know, the more veteran Dwayne Wade, a guy with a lot of, obviously, a lot of playoff experience, finals experience, you know, paired with um, some, some of the younger guys in that new uh, Miami Heat uh, dynamic that Eric Spolestra's uh, been trying to throw together. Um, so, you know, Ben, I, I want to hear your, your opinion on the process. You know, you know, the 76ers, they make a lot of headlines, not only for their play, which has been pretty outstanding this year, um, 
but you know how outrageous Joel Embiid is. I want your personal opinion. Let's get to the nitty gritty, Ben. What do you think of Joel Embiid? Uh, what do you think of the 76ers squad? Well, I think Joel Embiid is a perfect character for the league right now. There's a bunch of personas ever since the whole going to Miami Beach with LeBron. It mm-hmm. sort of turned into not a reality TV show, but yeah. you need to have some flair when you're playing basketball. For sure. And he fits that mold. He's not he's not like Brody where you can consider him a villain. Like <laughs> Russ is I love Russell Westbrook, but people despise him for some reason. Yeah. But with Joel, it's sort of it's sort of relatable, the process. I mean, it's grind time. Yeah. And you see him progress as a as a rookie and then moving into playoff play and just, like, see their whole team flourish into something that they are. It's just sort of – that's what I like about this team. And then you have Ben Simmons, who I think is the rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. He's He's put up 16 points per game this season. I mean, he's just outstanding. Mm-hmm. Not to mention that they are – 30 and 11 at home so i just sort of like expected this playoff win yeah but i just really like this young team Mm -hmm. and uh, obviously shout out tj mcconnell i mean he's putting in the work yeah ua alum just love that guy yeah gotta love it but i just really think they're gonna overpower the heat Mm -hmm. the entire series yeah i i think so too i could definitely see this uh going four now uh for the 76ers they're they're a young hungry squad everyone's out there uh to prove something you know with the miami heat you know they're more of a um, they they have a really strange dynamic compared do, compared yeah. to you know other teams in the the league just with uh, Dwayne Wade obviously at the tail end um, of his career he's still balling out though like, no he really is yeah you, you see him um, pu- pulling those vintage looking fadeaways and driving to the hoop he, he's made some highlight reels um, as of late so you you love to see that from uh, Dwayne Wade but I couldn't agree more you know the 76ers you know are, are a really fun team to watch Ben Simmons. I think could be um, the, I don't want to say the next LeBron James is in being as good as LeBron James, but just that next face of the that NBA. like the next generation yeah, of players. Yeah, where it's you like, see him at the forefront. I, I definitely see him at the forefront. Just all all the crazy things he's he's been doing, the athleticism, the what what really impresses me is the passing. You you see him. Um, yeah, not definitely. only not only with the stylish passing, but just overall smart decision. He just has great vision. Yeah. I, I, For a young player, especially. I definitely FW the vision with FCC clean, of course. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think Ben Simmons, but you consider Ben Simmons a rookie. You, you, do you, have you, have you, um, you know, dealt with that controversy of Ben Simmons being around the league, being, the, you know, how he was on the bench all of last year, did play a little bit. Um, but obviously it's been a debate whether he's a true rookie or if, um, Donovan Mitchell has, um, you know, he is that true rookie. He wasn't drafted two years ago. He was just drafted this past year, and now he, um, you know, there's been that controversy. What what do you have to speak on that, Ben? No, I still think Ben Simmons is a true rookie, even though he was drafted two years ago. He didn't play the entirety of that first season. He sort of came in the back half. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, when you start a season, I feel like that's when you're a rookie, at least to me. Obviously, there's a big debate over this on, like, how many games does it mean to be a rookie? Mm-hmm. Like, how many games do you have to play? Yeah. But in my eyes, it's like if you start the season and continue through the entire, like, length, then you're a rookie. Okay. Yeah. I, I could I could definitely see your argument there. But, you know, I, I really am a firm believer that, you know, Ben Simmons kind of got an unfair advantage for, for this one. You know, I, I don't think – 
you know, his biggest concern should be an award. I don't think, you know, that the league's um, concern should be um, defining what a rookie season is. I think it, it should just be kind of plain and simple. Um, the year you were drafted, it's unfortunate if you get injured, but, you know, if you play some, if you don't play at all, honestly, in my opinion, if you don't play at all, um, you're unfortunately not no longer eligible for the Rookie of the Year award because at the end of the day, it's just an award. You know, the, the goal is to get championships. The goal, is to, the goal is to win. That's just kind of an individual thing, and I, I think it's a I think it's an unfair advantage for um, Ben Simmons to still be in the running, even though um, you know he's been he's had exposure to the league. Even even I would say the same thing if he was gone the whole year because just traveling with the team and being in that atmosphere, I'd say would still give him that extra advantage that Donovan Mitchell. And, you know, all other rookies, you know, didn't experience. So, um, you know, th- those are my thoughts on that. No, I totally agree. I mean, um, it's just like it's it's a touchy subject. Yeah. And both sides, I honestly think, are viable. Mm-hmm. So it's just sort of tough to to break down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what we'll we have a couple more games or no, we, we actually covered all the East now. So we'll move on to the West. We'll we'll just kind of go a little. We we took a lot of time on that Eastern oh, Conference. Yeah, <laughs> we kind of did. <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of did. It is uh, now four twenty four here on fifteen seventy AM uh, Camp Student Radio. You're listening to Brody and Eric's Super Sports Radio Show. Um, but we'll move on to the West Western Conference. Let, let's just give a give a little fire. Um, uh, Do a quick spiel. Quick, yeah, quick spiel. All right, uh, number one, number one seed, the Houston Rockets took on the Timberwolves. Uh, they won barely, one hundred four to one hundred one. How do you see the series ending up? Um, I see it going to the Rockets. Obviously, they they're the number one seed. Yeah, they're the best team in the West. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna give it to the Wolves to win two games out of the series because I feel like they have a low key roster. Yeah, with Jimmy Butler. Um, Carl Anthony Towns. Cat, yeah, yeah, cats on Andrew that. Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins, yeah, yeah. draft day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, draft day. Uh, no Johnny Manziel, though. But, yeah, I... I Obviously going to the Rockets, though. So. Yeah, Rockets. I, I couldn't agree more, though. I, I'd say Timberwolves get two games. They put up one hell of a fight um, on on that first game. We'll move down to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, kind of pounded on the uh, the San Antonio Spurs without Kawhi, 113-92. How do you see this one ending up, Ben? Um, I see it going to the Warriors. I'll give Spurs one game. I mean, when you don't have Super Kawhi, it's sort of, <laughs> sort of, you're sort of shit out of, ooh, SOL. Ooh, ooh we apologize for ooh, that one, Ben. Oh, my, my yeah, apologies. Yeah, Ben is not uh, used to the radio waves on that one. We are an FCC uh, clean program, but we'll move right on to the Pelicans versus Blazers. Uh, Pelicans barely scratched this one out uh 97 95 two points uh you know they they're the underdogs though you know the pelicans not having boogie Cousins are they anymore. yeah they're they're the sixth seed uh beat the blazers by two points um at portland so how, how do you see this one ending up ben um this one's tough i'll give it to the pelicans i really like anthony davis but i can see this going to seven and i can see it being a dog fight where it's back and forth through the entire series mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think um, the Blazers are going to get I could see it seven games, though. I think Damian Lillard's not going to let himself, uh, you know, let, let this one slip away from Portland. Um, but with that being said, we'll move on uh, to the Oklahoma City Thunder. They took on the Utah Jazz. This is the 4-5 uh, seed game. Um, Thunder won, 116-108. to 108. Uh, what, what do you think is going to come of this this series? Um, I'll give it to the Thunder. I mean, Paul George put on a performance in this mm-hmm. first game. And then when you have Fat Mello and Russell Westbrook behind you, it's just <laughs> sort of like 
you got players that can show up and perform. Yeah. And if Paul George doesn't do that, you got two other guys. Yeah. And I feel like the Jazz just don't have that. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's why the Thunder are going to win. Mm-hmm. It's a shame for me because I kind of like both of these teams. I like the Utah Same. Jazz. Like, uh, you know, no um, prior bias to this season, but just how this uh, season's shaped out. I wish uh, these guys could have met in the Western Conference Finals and each had a good uh, – playoff run but I think the Thunder are going to take it even though Donovan Mitchell's been an absolute monster you know obviously no playoff experience so I, I think the Thunder got this one I, I'll, I'll look for them as my sleeper pick to get to the Western Conference Finals though yeah, oh. yeah you, you heard it here first um, but that wraps up our NBA talk um, we are going to pause just for a second to hear, um, hear, hear a quick word from our sponsors but you are listening to 1570 AM Camp Student Radio and this is Brody and Eric's Super Sports Radio Show. Fellowship Square reminds you that if you love a woman who is over 40 years of age, let her know how important it is to you that she visits her physician for a breast exam every year. Early detection of breast cancer is the key to an excellent chance of successful treatment. This message is brought to you by Fellowship Square, active adult living here in Tucson. You may reach them at 520-886-5537 or online at fellowshipsquaretucson.org. Fellowship Square wishes all moms a very healthy and happy upcoming Mother's Day. Welcome back to Brody and Eric's Super Sports Radio Show. That was a word from our sponsors. Thank you very much. Um, we are on 1570 AM Camp Student Radio here alongside uh, my partner in crime for the day, Ben Grimm. Uh, how, how are you doing so far, Ben? Uh, I'm loving it. Good. Having a great experience. Good, good. Um, happy to hear it. Um, so we are back, and we're just gonna we're we're gonna go a little you know off just the current topics of. Uh, sports right now. We're we're gonna give you each of our favorite sports movies. All right, just a, a little, um, you know, se- separate little segment here. So so Ben, how, how about you? You start us off. What's your favorite sports movie of all time? Uh, one of my favorite sports movies would have to be The Sandlot. Oh, growing up as a kid, watching watching those little scoundrels mm-hmm. playing in their uh their kingdom of baseball. Oh yeah, if you will. It's on. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's a classic. I watch it. I I'll still watch it. Yeah. What what, what uh what character do you resonate with the most? Um, probably Squints. <laughs> I, I see mean, it. I wear see it. I wear glasses every day. Uh-huh. Wear a hat every day. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have to go with Squints on that one. I could see it. I could definitely see it. Um, I I'm more. I forget the catcher's name. Oh, Ham. I think Ham. Yeah. I feel like Ham sometimes. Oh. I, I, I definitely the Great Bambino. I feel like <laughs> it. I feel like it. All right. Well, um. I will throw down my favorite sports movie. It's Glory Road. You oh, know that one? I it, have not seen that one, actually. I've heard a lot of good things about it, but I never got around to watching it. Yeah, growing up, it was kind of a gruesome one to to watch. You know, it ad- addresses, you know, uh, racial discrimination and, you know. Really? Th- yeah, things like that. Um, in, you know, mid, mid-20th century America. Um, it might have been early 20th century America, but, you know, it's just an, an inspiring story. Got some great basketball scenes. Um, loved it since I was a kid. And fun fact about Glory Road, some of it was filmed in uh, our very own Bear Down Gym right off wow. the mall. Yeah, before it was turned into uh, the College of Letters, Arts, and Sciences. It, you know, it stayed a, stayed a gym for quite a while, and they, they filmed some of, it, some of it in there just because of its, you know, vintage, vintage aesthetic. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, those are our favorite sports movies. And uh, Ben, you know, Eric and I, we're, we're not big hockey guys, if we're, if we're going to sit here and be honest about it. Um, so Ben is more, more of a hockey guy. And uh, we'll, we'll, I'll pass, pass the mic on over to you for, for some hockey talk. Thank you, thank you. Now, I dabble when it comes to hockey. I wouldn't consider myself an expert, okay. but uh, I, I know what goes around, what's going on in the league. I know what's going on with the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, I'm going to start out with uh, the series that I've been watching, my uh, San Jose Sharks versus the Ducks. Uh, the Sharks are up 2-0 in this series, and I thought this series was going to be a shootout mm -hmm. just because both teams, I feel, are evenly matched. I mean, obviously the Ducks have like a bigger goalie uh, advantage with John Gibson. I feel like he can just show up any game, stand on his head, and literally save 40 shots. Mm -hmm. But he hasn't been doing that, and their blue line is sort of disappo uh, disappointing them in Anaheim. And the Sharks are just taking advantage. I mean, Evander Kane was such a good pickup for the Sharks – when you have two goals in his first playoff appearance, it's just unreal, especially for the third liner that he is. But obviously you have veterans like Pavelski, Brent Burns, uh, the young guy Couture who's coming out and performing. I feel like we are just we just show that we have a sort of graphs on the series that will most likely advance to the next round. I, I'm knocking on wood for that one, but uh, hopefully that happens. <laughs> Uh, moving on, uh, we have the Lightning versus the Devils. I'm going to give it to the Lightning, obviously. They are just an outstanding team. Uh, Nikita Kucherov is putting up a hell of a performance with four points. Um, Steven Samkos not having the greatest of series, but he's an elite player in the league that he can just show up whenever, much like John Gibson, to the point where he could just take over games. And speaking of John Gibson, much like John Gibson is Ben Bishop in goal for the Lightning, and he is sort of like a great goalie, great goalie. He's a great goalie, but he's a low key dude because he's sort of in between elite and above average, mm -hmm. I feel like. And on their uh, their last playoff run where they went to the cup, he sort of showed that he was a, an elite goalie. But after last year's uh, injury and uh, pretty much uh, the sort of down the downturn of the Lightning last year. He sort of has to prove himself again. But I feel like he can show up as well into any game and just stop goals or stop shots, actually. Uh, moving on, we have the Bruins and the Maple Leafs. This is a shocker for me because the Maple Leafs have such a young lineup with Super Austin. Super young. Very with, young. <laughs> <laughs> with, uh, with Austin Matthews, uh, Mitch Marner, guys like that. I'm surprised that uh, they are down 0-2 uh, to the Bruins. Obviously, the Bruins have a little bit more experience. I mean, Rask is their go-to guy in goal. But I was expecting a little bit of a dogfight, maybe even a Maple Leafs victory in this series. But as of now, they are just not looking too good. In fact, they are uh, pretty much 12 minutes into the first uh, the first period right now in their game. And, uh, and how's, that, how's that going? Score is nothing, nothing. Oh, man. Um, moving on, we have <laughs> we have the Penguins versus the Flyers. Obviously, I'm going to give this to the Penguins. They are just stacked when it comes oh, to the players. Sidney Crosby is a generational guy. Mm -hmm. He is just unreal. And then when you have Evgeny Malkin, who can just put up points whenever, point like point per game guy. If you could, um, you know, as a as not a big hockey guy, uh, could could you give me a comparison of what you'd put Sidney Crosby to NBA basketball? 
Um, to NBA basketball, like what what um what magnitude of player are we kind of dealing with with Sidney Crosby? We're talking about we're talking about like a Kobe S player. Wow, where he is up there to the point where it's a question if he's the greatest right now or in his generation, but he's considered top three. Wow, because when you have a uh, Connor McDavid who's on the come up, he's a young guy. Yeah, who's considered people. I've heard people say he's the next Wayne Gretzky, but. Wow. But when you have guys like that, when you have Ovechkin, when you have uh, other guys like that who are elite players, it's harder to like define players in hockey as like the best during their time mm-hmm. just because there's so many guys. Mm-hmm. And so even when we're talking about like the Blackhawks in their dynasty run, when you have uh, when you have Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves, like they're both great players, but it's just sort of hard to like say Sidney Crosby's Le- the LeBron James of hockey because there's just so many elite players okay but he's definitely up there definitely top five awesome good to hear um so is is there more more hockey or um yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with uh the west and move on to the golden knights la Kings series this is this is gonna be a good one this is a good one in the fact that the golden knights are having such a historic year that it's shocking the hockey world if you could say uh james neal who Pretty much got taken away from the Predators, taken away from another chance at a Stanley Cup. Showed up this year and proved that he could sort of lead this team into something that people thought they weren't. And they're currently up 3-0 on the Kings, which is surprising. Wow. Because the Kings have such a veteran lineup, much like the Ducks, much like uh, like the Bruins, where they've had the same guys for years mm-hmm. who have gone on many playoff runs and know what they're doing that it's just shocking that the Golden Knights are up 3-0. Yeah, I mean, you got to give it to the Golden Knights for the the incredible season they've having they've been having because like obviously an expansion team in any sport, you know, expansion teams never really work out um after their first year, but they they've been absolute monsters. So, they, you know, as a, a non-real hockey fan who just sometimes roots for the the Phoenix or the Arizona Coyotes, oh. should I say, um I I might Golden Knights are my pick. They're they're the fan favorite, and I'm I'm going with the, I'm do, going with the crowd on them. So proud to see them up three zero. Yeah, I mean it's good looks for them. Obviously, being a Sharks fan, being in the same division, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough rooting for them, especially if the both of our teams advance and we obviously have to play each other. Yeah, I won't be rooting for them. But if we somehow lose or they somehow make it past us, yeah, I'll I'll root for them because they're just such a fan favorite. Yeah, due to the expansion, I mean they're mm-hmm. just unreal season yeah um one other series i just want to talk about obviously there's the jet the jets and wild series i sort of assumed this would be a dog fight uh jets are up two two one over the wild um i'll give it to the jets uh, i just want to go over that real quick but the big shocker in hockey right now is the blue jackets being up two nothing against the capitals the reason being is that alex ovechkin is 32 years old an elite player still looking for a cup win. He hasn't gotten past the second round in his entire career, and he's now down 2 nothing to the Blue Jackets, which, don't get me wrong, they have a great team, but they're not up there with the elitism of, say, Alexander Ovechkin, TJ Oshie, um, Backstrom, Brendan Holtby. They, they are not up there. And what's shocking to me is that no one on the Capitals besides Ovechkin and Oshie is performing. Hope Holtby is actually not even playing in this series, and TJ Oshie has done nothing for their team. He's pretty much put up one point 
through the entire series, which is unreal, unbelievable stuff. Um, I mean, hopefully the Capitals figure it out. They somehow win the series just because I want Ovechkin to win a cup. But other than that, it's going to be a tough road to do that. Um, Actually, one more highlight on hockey is the Predators Avalanche series, which is uh, pretty much an easy one to predict because the Predators made their run towards the cup last year. They made it to the finals. Um, And when it comes to hockey in Colorado, they're on the come up. I'll give them that. Nathan McKinnon is a stud. But it's the Nashville Predators. They got a stacked lineup. Not the best of goalies, but a great blue line, which can take you very far in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I just I got to give it to the Preds. Okay. Well, you're going to give it to the Preds all the way. I, I see them going to the cup finals again. All right. Well, well let's hear, hear your um, – who, who's taking the cup? Who's taking it all this year? Who's taking it? I would have to say the Predators just because of their experience. Okay. And just because of their playoff run last year and their – President's Trophy season this year. Okay, it's just sort of a no doubter in my eyes. Okay, you can obviously pick wild cards. You could pick dark horses in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You could pick teams that have had a great season like the Penguins. But the Golden I re- Knights maybe. I see the Golden Knights going far. I could see them losing to the Predators in the uh, the semis. Oh yeah, right. but um, you pretty- know my my pick will be the Golden Knights. You know I'm gonna give them that dark horse. You know. I, See, I, it's hard to call them a dark horse anymore, especially after the historic I, season they've had. I know it's been a historic regular season, but still just su- such an unprecedented, you know, an unprecedented run in the playoffs so it would even further that, you know, the keyword unprecedented because um, if it hasn't been done before, you know, I, th- I think that would still consider them a dark horse. Definitely. Yeah, so, I can agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Ben, for the, the, all the hockey updates. Uh, no problem. A, a rarity here. On, Love uh, to talk about yeah, hockey. Yeah, definitely a rarity here on Brody and Eric's Super Sports Radio Show. Um, one last, uh, one last little segment. We'll we'll touch on. I'll, I'll let you have the choice, uh, Ben, before we before we get to our on this day in sports history. Do you want to touch on a little bit of NFL news, or do you want to dive into MLB? Um, let's dive into MLB. All right. Uh, let's let's dive into MLB then. We'll. We'll um, pull up the power rankings then. You know, let's let's go over them. I, we'll start off. We'll start off at the very bottom. Miami Marlins. We we won't, we won't warning. We won't go through every team, but just wanted to hit that this bottom team, the Miami Marlins. You know, despite not even having the worst record um, in the MLB, they're they're coming in last. People are blaming Derek Jeter for absolutely um, corroding uh, the organization from the inside, getting rid of Giancarlo, getting rid of D Gordon. Um, they've had a definitely a rough start to the season, but still, still pulled out more games than the Cincinnati Reds. Um, did, did you did you foresee this coming, Ben? What was your expectations for the Marlins coming into the season? Yeah, I had a very low expectations yeah. on what they could do as a team. I mean, obviously they have Ozuna, who is a young prospect and will have a great career. But when you're when you get rid of guys like Giancarlo and D Gordon, yeah. you sort of show that you're you're tanking. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're going to do this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking, it'll probably be a bright future for them. That's the the only thing you can look for. With yeah, the Miami hopefully. Marlins. Yeah, so uh, next up, just like our normal co-host Eric Wong, your team is the San Francisco Giants. They they come in at number twenty, uh, a nice six and nine record. I think they had a little bit higher expectations than uh you know what they're what they're showing so far. Why don't you speak a little bit on the the San Francisco Giants this season and you know how the, how they're rounding out at number twenty, how that how that makes you feel, Ben? Um, I I expected it mm-hmm. after this past week. 
Um, when you have Madison Bumgarner go down for two months, mm -hmm. a week before the season starts, that's a low blow to your team. Mm -hmm. It's sort of, it's sort of the injury bugs going around. We got Jeff Samarja who's on the DL, Johnny Cueto who's coming back from the DL. Hopefully he'll start sometime in the Arizona series this week, but. We just haven't started off hot, and uh, when you have guys like Evan Longoria and Andrew McCutcheon, when they start off with a cold streak, they're bound to hit a baseball. And that's why I feel like when we get highs, when we get guys healthy, when everybody starts picking up, we'll sort of move up in the rankings, move up in the division, hopefully, and have a successful year. I really think we can, not even just being a homer. I just mm -hmm. feel like we have too much talent to waste, and that someone will, like, outperform what they usually do mm -hmm. yeah i agree i think you know that number 20 power ranking is a little low for them right now but almost what they deserve maybe no we definitely deserve yeah. that ranking spot yeah. but it's so just I we're at a low them, spot yeah. in the season yeah i definitely expect them to uh you know your giants to to jump back up from that one because they you're right they have way too much talent to waste um we'll move right on to my seattle mariners Coming in at number 14, that's the top 50% of the of Major League Baseball right now. Uh, you know, despite being um, without Nelson Cruz now for a while, now he should be back, you know, pretty soon. But, um, you know, we are the ones that got D. Gordon. You know, I, I've really, um, you know, dove into, you know, why Ichiro is such a smart addition and why he'll make such a difference in that locker room, even if he, you know, he's such an old guy, won't make the most difference out on the, the field, even though he kind of has. Um, I, I think the Mariners, th this is definitely where they deserve to be, number 14, 8 and 5 right now. Uh, jumped up three spots from um, the last week's uh, ranking. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be looking for them to stick around, maybe, you know, jump a little up or down coming the next weeks. But um, top 50% of the MLB, that, that means they'd probably get a playoff spot, I guess, depending on, uh, you know, what divisions and whatnot roll out. I, I am totally good with that ranking. We'll, we'll end up, we only have a few minutes left top three we got it goes red sox astros and angels you know you know the, these these teams have been i i guess not i think the only team that's like defied odds necessarily are the angels just definitely be, i was gonna say that yeah, yeah. just because you know we're kind of expecting it from the red sox or absolute monsters astros world uh defending world series champions we're expecting them to have another uh monster season but the angels man I, I, no one was you know, with Mike Trout, who's been MVP, no no one expected him to, you know, carry this team to what they've been doing so far this season. Obviously, we're early, um, but last week they were number seven. They made a jump to number three. Um, you know, what are you thinking of, of this season uh, so so far, Ben? Um, I the think Angels? they're I think they're just starting off fast. Obviously, they have a better lineup than before than ever before. Actually, in the Mike Trout era, and I feel like he can carry their team to do great things. But what I don't like about the Angels this year is the Shohei Otani hype. Oh, really? I, I like the idea of a two-way player. Mm -hmm. I don't like the idea of an ESPN hype. And ESPN has done this with many MLB players, Bryce Harper bring, being one of them when he, when he came into the league, where, in fact, they actually have a Otani tracker on ESPN.com. Okay. They I, have I was... a single-player tracker for this mm -hmm. guy when – He's not. He's doing great. I'll give him that. Mm -hmm. He's having great starts on the mound. He's hitting well. So yeah, like you want to look out for him. He's a he's a special player. Yeah. But I really feel like they're getting a little bit too much hype, and it sort of amps up their team in the power rankings. I feel like they'll sort of slow down, sort of pull a Rockies and sort of tone down a bit, stay above 500, stay in the playoff race. But right now they're just red hot, and I'll give them that. 
But the playoff or the power rankings, I think it's just too much, honestly. Yeah, that, that's. I feel little... like five is a solid spot for him. Yeah, that that's definitely a bit extra on the the ESPN point because that's kind of ridiculous. But I'm a fan, you know. I, I... no, yeah, totally agree with the fan, the whole fandom, the whole <laughs> like fandomonium, the whole yeah. holy cow. We haven't seen this since Babe Ruth. Yeah. But I think it's just too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think we're on the same page on that. But I'll, I'll still be looking for Otani to slip a little bit. You know, I think he might get a little nervous with all this hype and stuff. I, I, I could definitely see him, you know, hopefully not not like forever or anything, but I could see him, you know, get, get into his head a little bit, choking a little bit. Um, So so, so we'll see how that would affect, um, you know, the rest of their season. One, one more shout-out, um, Tucson's own Ian Kinsler from Canyon Del Oro High School. Um, you know, it's a shame he had to come from there, but you know, he had his first at bat with the the club coming off the DL, and he got, he had a home run. Um, so we'll be looking for Ian Kinsler to kind of make a, a comeback into relevancy. Um, oh, wow! <laughs> as a, as an angel, because you know, the past past season he really uh, you know obviously didn't make too too great of an impact. Got traded away. Um, but you know, with that being said, we are closing up very soon here on Brody and Eric Super Sports Radio Show. Um, so we'll we'll have our usual closing segment, or on this day in sports history. We have two birthdays today, Ben. Um, we have first of all Kareem Abdul Jabbar, the, the wow, the Tower of Power. Happy birthday! Yeah, happy birthday to Kareem Abdul Jabbar, um, who I believe is to probably be the best um, best basketball player ever. Really? Yeah. I, 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 he scored the most points. You know, as an individual player, obviously, your goal should be to win with your team. But, you know, somebody who's, you know, transcended the game the way he did with the, the hook shot and scored the most points out of any player, it's hard to, it's hard to argue against that unless you use winning because obviously we have a, a few guys um, that have won more championships than him. Um, but uh, who shares his birthday is Bill Belichick. Oh my! The current um, football coach of the uh, New England oh. Patriots. Do you, have, <laughs> do you have anything to say about Bill Belichick, Ben? Uh, nothing too kind. So okay. Uh, <laughs> well, spew away. Just drop drop a, a few seconds of knowledge on Bill well, Belichick. Well, well, being a Raiders fan, the whole Tuck rule oh. incident sort of leaves a okay leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. Um, a little bit of a tender subject. Yeah. Bill, Bill Belichick. I understand. I understand. Um, well, that's our On This Day in Sports History. Um, again, Ben, thank you for filling in. Thank for, you for having me. Yeah, it's it's been a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed it. Maybe we'll have you back for, you know, a hockey segment or two. We only have a few few episodes left of Brody and Eric Super Sports Radio Show this semester before um, summer inevitably comes around, and we'll have to uh, pause our programming until the school year um, next year uh, resumes. But um, it's been a pleasure having you, Ben. Uh, thank th- you. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, to all our listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. It's been a been a great 50 minutes of programming. Um, we'll look forward to a few more shows uh, for the rest of the semester, 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. every Monday um, here on Camp Student Radio. Again, this is Brody Dryden checking out for Brody and Eric Super Sports Radio Show. We will catch you next week. <laughs>